this our best show ever. Course to Tomoni Arankoto. I accept this responsibility. Hey everybody and welcome to the Rogue Rebels Podcast. I am here, I am Sal, and I have my lovely co-host and wife, Liz. Hi guys. How are you feeling today, honey? I am good. Good, I'm glad to hear yeah, that. Yeah, I'm good, glad I'm you're good. Feeling great? Yeah, I'm great. Okay. We have a guest. Who is this guest? Our guest is none other than the amazing beard of knowledge himself from Blue Harvest Podcast, Haas Burkhard. Hey, hey guys, thanks for having me again. What's up, man? How are you been? I'm good. Good, good to hear it. I hear it, you had an amazing week, at least as far as Star Wars content was concerned. Yeah, uh, we'll say that uh, last week definitely beat out the previous week by quite a bit. Fair, fair. I forgot to also mention the High Potion podcast, which has given me some great runs down like NES memory lanes. Yeah. If, uh, if any of your listeners are interested in a video game podcast, uh, check it out. It's a lot of fun. It is awesome and it goes everywhere from like old school games to like games that i don't know to apparently today's episode is about pokemon yeah and how i guess i just missed out on the pokemon train i don't even know like the kids have a couple of them i don't know if they ever like really got into them but they had the card game and they definitely got Mm -hmm. into that for a little while yeah i think i was just at that weird age where like i was maybe slightly too old and then not old enough for it like i wasn't i was too old to think it was cool as a kid and too young to think it was cool as a like a teenager you know what i mean right yeah and so it just came out in this weird area where it completely passed me by so this week we had my buddy evan on to sort of explain pokemon to us and what the appeal is nice yeah i think i'm like the same kind of generation because i remember when it came out me being like I played Final Fantasy. Why do I want? Why do I care about animals? <laughs> like, you know, kind yeah, of deal. We're, we're we're similar. We're of a similar age yeah. too. So I think it probably lines up pretty perfectly in that regard. So you collect little guys, like like summons, or yeah. But what's what? the story? Yeah. Like, there's an epic story that's going to take me seventy hours to complete, <laughs> and I really won't know what happened at the end of it, right? Look, I just got to the Baron and Clyde cutscene, and you have to make sure that you sleep in every inn. Uh, yeah, good times, good times. Sorry, babe. Anyway, That's right. I watched the TV show. Which I one? didn't play the game. Oh, Pokemon. Yeah, the Pokemon. So I kind of like it. Do remember that event we did? Like we did an event in like Pasadena or something, and they had the like guy that sung the song come and sing the oh, song yes. live. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, that was good. I cannot remember his name, but like they were like, "Yo, like this is the guy." And, like they had him on all the posters, and it was like a picture of a dude, and I was like, "I don't know who that is," and it was like. The guy that sings the Pokemon song. And I was like, oh, that makes... Like, I know the song. I didn't even watch the cartoon, but I know the song. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, the band started up, and they were like, he's here, he's here, he's going to do that. And everybody was so excited. And I was like, all right, like, he's going to do this. And he did the song, and he killed it. He smashed it, and everybody loved it. And I was like, that's pretty rad. <laughs> like, <laughs> I never made a song that, like, everybody in the world loves, loved. so I can't hate. And he was really good at it, too. Yeah, like, he still very, had it. You know, good. like... 
I'm sure he was probably a 20 something, you know, in a studio somewhere doing the song. And now it's like 25, 30 years later. He still killed it. Good for him. (laughs) All right, real quick, let me get the business out of the way. You can check us out at therogerebels.com. Go like our Facebook page. Hit us on Instagram and TikTok at therogerebels. And you can tweet at us at rogerebelsfan. My daughter has a podcast called Star Wars Geek Girl, so go check that out and hear what they thought about Visions, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Let's see. Pod it forward. There are lots of great podcasts to listen to out there, so like... Try to share it. If you love visions and love anime and want to hear people who know what they're talking about, go check out Blue Harvest Pod because that episode on visions like really gets into things that I don't know about, which is a lot of anime past <laughs> 1999. <laughs> uh, yeah, we tried to put together like, you know, just some general recommendations. Like if you like, say, The Duel, then maybe you should check out this anime. And um, that was luckily so cool. it wasn't just me i had will and my buddy steve backing me up and they are both massive anime fans because i'm here to tell you buddy if it was just me the recommendation list would have been fairly short mm-hmm. i'd have been like if you like that check out neon genesis evangelion <laughs> if you like this check out neon genesis evangelion but episode 12 <laughs> uh yeah i don't know too much uh also uh canto by dispatch is back so like they're, they had a really good episode after being kind of uh, out for a couple of weeks. So I was glad to hear uh, Emily and Brittany back like on their feet, so to speak. Yeah. So that was a really cool episode that I enjoyed this week. And you can message the pod on Anchor. So somebody do that, because I don't know what happens. Because <laughs> it's never happened. Hey, uh, we use Anchor for High Potion, and we've never gotten one of those voicemails either. Unless... We have, and I just, I'm too dumb to know where to look. (laughs) Right, right. If you send us a message on Anchor, send us an email that you sent us a message on Anchor. (laughs) Uh, All right, so like, last episode, we covered the first five episodes of Visions. Now we've watched them all, kind of like, I'm pretty sure I've seen all of them at least twice. Um, And they were doing this thing over here in L.A., where if you go see anything like this last week, you they show the village bride after. Oh my goodness! And I should have taken advantage me? of that. Oh, um, I would have killed to see that, that one on the was, big screen. That's that's. I think that might still be my favorite. Like that was my favorite last week, and I think it's still holding strong. <laughs> uh, but anyway, they also released these cool little posters of like the ninth Jedi, mm-hmm. that has like this little. She's got the like you know what's her name? Uh, Car? No, it's not Kari. I forgot her name, but she has the cool little lightsaber and her cool little poncho. And then they also released one for the village bride, which is like beautiful flowers and the Jedi and the bride. And I just Man, I wish cool. they would. Uh, I wish they'd do some official releases of these posters because there's a couple that I would be definitely interested in. Yeah, man. You got to keep your eyes on those. Every now and then, those like little Disney point, plus points, not plus points, but like yeah, those uh, points come movie up where you club can, or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We we ended up with like a Rogue One poster from there or something. Nice. I don't remember. Anyway, let's see. Uh, like, do you, okay. It's a week later, honey, <laughs> my love, mi amor. See, yes. sí. you have watched all of the episodes. Mm-hmm. Is the Village Bride still your favorite? Mm, I don't know. 
Um, I like La Pinocho. Yeah. Uh, and I also like, uh, what was the one before? Uh, before? Akari? Anakari? Akakiri? Akakiri. Uh, Akakiri, yeah. So close. That one was pretty crazy. I liked, like, the Jedi's look in that one especially, but we'll get to um, that, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you mean your future cosplay? Yeah, uh, like Sal? bearded dude with a cowboy hat and like a kind of yeah. poncho slash kind of <laughs> yeah. robe. I was, I, I was like, oh, it's Sal. Awesome. Perfect. It's Sal with like a really sexy accent. Uh, I, I didn't watch the uh, Japanese. I haven't watched any of them Japanese yet. I haven't either. I plan. I actually plan to sit down and watch it all for a third time in Japanese yeah. this weekend. And I just didn't end up having the time, but it's something I'm going to do. Yeah. And I tried to do it once. And then I kept going like, ah, I want to hear, you know, Doogie Hauser or whoever it was. Like <laughs> I, I ended up going like, ah, let me hear the English one more time um, before I switch over. And I also didn't finish all the special features, but I think I did like half of them. And it's really, really cool. And I'm so happy that they're giving us special features on Disney+. Plus. Yes. I hope that becomes more of a thing because it's very nice. And it's also very nice considering that, like, I don't have the Mandalorian on Blu-ray. So right. give me something. Well, I, nobody has the Mandalorian on Blu-ray because they just don't make it. <laughs> Somebody's got it, man. Somebody made it. Somebody's got a nice printer. Well, yeah, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, I'm sure there's some really nice, like, fan put together packages. But as far as, like, an official release that I can go to, like, Target and get... Yeah. Disney's like, oh, you Mm-mm. you want that? Uh, you know, we got an app. Mm-hmm. You want to yeah. own that? Pay $7 for the rest of your life. Yes. And I'm like, fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Touche, Disney. Touche. All right. Uh, like, I kind of heard on your podcast, but for people who didn't listen to Blow Harvest, like, how is your, like, how excited were you for this coming up? And then how did it hit you? Okay, so I'm going to tell you a quick story. Um, I'm listening. This shows you my subconscious excitement for this series. Because I was very, from the moment it was announced, you know, they had the investor thing last year. And there were so many exciting announcements. And I was very, very excited for Visions. Because anime Star Wars is something that my co-host on Blue Harvest, Will, and I, have talked about for years. And then, so, Friday, I had to have a minor surgery on my knee. And, you know, they take me back. They put me under. And then I wake up in the recovery room. And I'm just sitting there. And, you know, there's a nurse, like, checking on me. And the anesthesia guy comes up. And he's like, how you doing, man? I was like, yeah, I'm pretty good. And he goes, "Uh, so what time are we meeting on Wednesday? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, well... When we woke you up from anesthesia as you were being wheeled out of the room, you sat up and said, hey, I'll see you guys Wednesday for band practice. (laughs) I have no recollection of this. The other thing that I don't have recollection of is as I was being put under, apparently milliseconds before I passed out, I looked up at the anesthesia person and said, hey, do you guys like anime? And then passed out. (laughs) (laughs) So I was very excited, and uh, I honestly couldn't be more pleased. Like, when it, I thought, you know, we're going to get nine of these things. Mm -hmm. Knowing me and how much I like Star Wars and anime, I bet you I like most of them. 
and I came away liking all of them and loving most of them. Yeah, yeah. With, like, anthology kind of stuff, and I've talked about this a lot, like, on the books and stuff, um, because, like, that's sort of the only anthologies that we've ever gotten, is, like, usually it's, like, a book or a comic series Mm -hmm. that goes all over the place. And anthologies can be real, like, hit and miss because everybody's tastes are different. And since anthology, like, you can have, like, sort of whatever, like, a bunch of different disconnected stories... Sometimes, inevitably, you will have, like, oh, these ones rock. Oh, these ones were, like, cool. And these ones were, like, okay. Um, you know, like, for the most part. And I, I think, like, a thing that I point to a lot is those um, from a certain point of view books. I always say, like, yeah, get it. Because there will be, like, at least five stories that you love. And there'll probably be, like, ten stories that you think are awesome. And maybe there'll be five stories that you, like, all right. Or, you know. But uh, the way that they did these... I really liked how far they took all the different styles mm-hmm. because like they were all vastly different, not even like the tone of the story, but like visually stylistically, like it was like, they were all so different. And I really, really liked that they went that far. And then I, yeah, also, I mean, yeah. you can't like, I think a good highlight of it is comparing something like the elder to the twins, right? Which are, is done by the exact same, same studio. studio and couldn't be more different in any way from storytelling to animation style yeah. to tone. Like it's really cool. Yeah. And I just like, I'm, I'm glad that like, they're all really, really good for different reasons. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that I'm really like, eh, I'll never watch this again. Like I like them all. Like you said, I like them all and I love a couple of them. Um, but Oh, shut up, dog. <laughs> <laughs> but I just really, like, uh, I'm very, very happy with how far they went and how enjoyable all the different stories are. You know what I mean? Like, for different yeah, reasons. Yeah, me too. So, I guess let's start on these couple of episodes. We're doing the... the um, we're doing the last four? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the first one is T.O.B. 1, and the studio is Science Saru. And it's about the little, like, robo-dude who, like, dreams of being a Jedi, and his master looks like Dr. Light, and he looks kind of like Mega Man, and this Mm -hmm. is, like, yeah, like, super, it's super cute and, like, not chibi style, but very, like, cute little robot guy, and then, like, a Sith comes, and, like, there's a whole... The tone is very, very cute, but he, like, becomes a Jedi, and he grows flowers, and uh, he gets a kyber crystal from his chest, and it was red. I liked it. It is. Uh, I mean, I think you nailed it with the Mega Man comparison, and I think it goes even further back to Astro Boy, which Mm -hmm. was a big influence on Mega Man, so I like seeing them, you know, it would be real easy for them to be like, all right, we're doing Star Wars anime let's hit only the tropes from the most popular current anime, but to go back and draw some, you know, some inspiration from something, you know, as far back as Astro boy, I really respect that approach. It was really, really cool. And I love that. Like, like it had really cool music. And then he has like these little visions when he's like, man, I'm going to be a jet. And he like has hair instead of his little pointy head. (laughs) Like, and he looks like, but it's all, uh, it reminded me of those, like, when, uh, what's his name? When Fen Rao tells Kanan about the history of the Darksaber. Like, not yeah. quite the same, but, like, semi-kind of animated, like, in that, 
sort of shadow puppety kind of way a little bit. Mm-hmm. Except not shadow puppets, but whatever. He gets a lightsaber, and then he fights, and he's all dope, like, one-handed, like, better than Dooku. <laughs> I was like, what? And then what, like, really got me is, like, he's like, all right, let's go. Like, I forgot his homie's name. But, like, dude attaches to his back, like, like a rush armor. <laughs> was that what it was? I think so. I can't remember. But he, like, attached himself to the other robot to, like, get Super Mega Man powered up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Argh! that was bad. That was cool. I, I, that just reminds yeah. me of Pinocchio. Oh, yeah. It's like Super yeah. Pinocchio, huh? Super Pinocchio. Yeah. It, it, it definitely... And, you know, I would be interested. I'm not the most knowledgeable about Astro Boy. I've definitely seen some, but it was, you know, a little before my time. I would be interested to know if that was sort of the inspiration for Astro Boy. Does it go even further back, you know? Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. He just yeah. wished to be a real boy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I didn't yeah. catch, like... I didn't catch it until the guy says it, and he's like, "Your your master, your 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 armless master can't help you now." That that dude didn't have no arms, <laughs> like the whole time. Because and then I was like, oh. "Oh, every time he's like doing something and doing the work, yeah, he's like in that chair, arms. and the little chair is like doing all the stuff." Mm-hmm. And then later, I he, didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah he has a um, a bunch of little. Uh, yeah, they all come out of the chair. Mm-hmm. And then later, when he's like trying to protect him, he's like, "You stay here and hide." Like, he uses the force to move the blocks. Mm-hmm. Like, he never picks up. And then, like, later that Sith guy is like, oh, your armless master can't help you now. And I was like, armless? I thought he was just, like, super official. <laughs> you know? I thought he had good manners. Uh, but, yeah, it was really cool. I thought the Inquisitor looked kind of cool. Uh, yeah. And that fight was, like, super rad. And then, like, when he, uh, like, goes into the little, like, kind of dream world and he's like, hey, man, you're going to be, like, a real Jedi. And then, like, powers up to be super dope. Yeah, everything about this is cool. <laughs> yeah, the um, that shot of the Inquisitor ship coming and landing, very cool. Very yeah. cool. That was like a, like, I don't even, like, and this is another one of the things where, like, the animation of all the little characters were all cute, but all the backgrounds were very, oh, like. Super sweet. I don't know, like, what, like, charcoal paintings or water. Like, I don't know what it, what, you know, oh, but they had a certain look. Like, and when he goes up to the room and you can see that, like, there's all the, not like hieroglyphs, mm-hmm. but it was like paintings of, like, the Star Wars on his wall. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's what I want my room to look like. <laughs> like that was cool. No, and he's, um, the little robots, very supportive, very nice, rooting mm-hmm. for him. That was really sweet. Yeah. And then he became a jetpack and superpowered this fool into that Inquisitor's face. <laughs> that was dope. All right. Closing thoughts. Cute. I really enjoyed it. And he's, he's pretty much a child. Yeah. Good times. Good times. And um, I just thought it was interesting that he didn't dwell on the fact that he essentially got his master kill. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. That's yeah, good. Yeah. That's fair. Look, we, I mean, we got to be honest where we can. That little fella got that old guy killed. Yeah. yeah. The old guy said, hey, don't go into that basement, whatever you do. And what's he do? He goes in the basement and next thing you know, his old robot-making dad is dead. Yeah. So. It's a kid. Kids, it's a man. Kid. Kids. kids, man. Kids. Always getting us killed. You can't <laughs> even have, you know, robo kids. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that he finished, like, but he fulfilled his, like, he was like, that's what Jedi do. Like, we brought life to this world, and it's raining. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the next world. And I was like, that's cool. That was super cool. Uh, let's see. What's next? The Elder. And this is Trigger. 
So this one to me was the most like straight up could almost be like this one you could drop anywhere in canon and it would be fine. Yeah, my head canon likes me to believe that this is High Republic era. Yeah, I would say even before because there's like one part where they're like, we haven't seen a Sith in a few hundred yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mew, obviously, I, I think from the yeah. dialogue, yeah, but like, I, I don't know, man. I came away from this one being like, well, if they ever wanted to do a High Republic animated series and just make it this, I would be 100% mm-hmm. okay with that. It was super cool, but it was also like, it at least like for me, it was the most like, oh, this is like anime that I have seen. Like, mm-hmm. very like, I, maybe like 90s style, because like, I don't like now that I think about it, I don't think I've watched like anime since the 90s. Uh, so like, it was very like recognizable, like two dudes running around and then they like get into cool action fights. And then, but like even the animation style was very like everything was super cool, but I liked the fight. The fight was really good too. Yeah. Like the and you know, like the, the bad guy in this one is, uh, he's a very common style of anime villain too. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think it, you know, le- leaned heavily on that in a good way. Like mm-hmm. I'm not criticizing it for that, but I can see where your comparison to some, you know, right, right. more classic animes, if you will come in. I really dug how, like, once he gets beat, he like he's like a vampire. He turns into dust, but then oh, he blows so up weird, his ship. Right? So like, what was on that ship is what I want to know. I mean, Sith stuff. Right? I don't know. <laughs> he was trying to he was trying to uh, keep them from looking at his internet browsing mm-hmm. history or something. <laughs> <laughs> but I like how that's. Like, if there was ever going to be a canon story that introduces Sith and they fight with a Jedi, like, that's, like, one of the ways, like, we haven't seen from Sith in a millennia. What about that one time they got in a fight with one? Well, it wasn't a Sith. How do you know? Show me the proof. Show me the body. It wasn't one. What about his ship? Uh, he blew it up. He turned into, it, it looked he turned Sith, into charcoal briquettes and then he blew up his ship. <laughs> Everything was charcoal. Okay, so what about the Jedi name? Wasn't it Dan? Huh. Well, the kid? the other one. What was the other one? Okay, don't come at me for that, but I think it's, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's technically speaking tahin. Oh. Which is delicious. <laughs> okay. Mm. Yes, that's one of our favorite <laughs> toppings. Uh, hey. That dude's ponytail is on point. Well, I'm just going to tell you, if they ever let me make a Star Wars anime, I'm going to make a Jedi based off of me, and his name's going to be Lemon Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Well said, Master Dry Rub. Delicious. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love that they, like, I love how they animated the fight because they gave that dude, like, the quick little moves and, Mm -hmm. like, everything was, like, really, really cool and paced and choreographed. Um, And then his lightsabers were, like, I love that in in 90% of these, they have cool, like, katana blades. Yeah. uh, I mean, like, Mm -hmm. you got to lean into that for Star Wars anime. Yeah, you might as well. Yeah, I I think it's and you know everybody did sort of their own approach to the katana bladed lightsaber, right? right. right? Which I really liked. I think I I really like the one in uh, the Village Bride. Yeah, like the yellow one when she turns it on, it's just like boom flat, and then her high heels give her the boost. Ba boop. That was cool. Honestly, Boss should have that. Oh, Voss should have high heels. Yeah. No. Oh, whatever. Uh, if you want them, whatever. If you want them, whatever. Um, yeah, Man, like a, 
Yellow lightsaber. Yellow, yellow lightsaber. katana. Mm-hmm. That'll be nice. So it matches his makeup. So I'm Sorry, all, tattoo. Yeah, so I know. Matchy, matchy. Matchy, matchy. Okay. Uh, that one, uh, let's see. Do I have anything else to say about that? I like the village kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like when they sort of get to the village and, oh, they're from like another tribe and no tribes come to this village. This is a very, like this is an, a few of the um, episodes that they sort of hit that, like they hit that little village aesthetic really well. This is in The Duel. Mm-hmm. This is in um, like even The Village, the village Bride. Bride. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, but like they have that little kind of outsider coming to see what's going on here. I, uh, thought david harbour did a really good job as the jedi master and was surprised like when it hit me halfway through that that's who it was i was so surprised yeah it was super cool because like normally i'm he's like 11 don't do that or whatever you know like Mm -hmm. that's all i remember him from you know but then to see him just be like "Hmm, it could be well yeah i'm glad you've convinced the villagers to be blah 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 buddies (laughs) well when you were recovering they were very worried about you yeah he was a Really, really cool. What else did I say? Oh, that's what it was. Oh, Red Guardian. <laughs> trying to think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is hilarious in, by the way. Uh, I don't know if you checked out Black Widow. Oh, he's so oh, good in Black he's Widow. So he's good, great in yeah. Black Widow. And also the movie that I was like, eh, I guess I'll spend 30 bucks on this. Way better than I was expecting it to be. Yeah. I, I We really, and probably, you know, part of it had to be because we haven't been to a theater in 18 months and we got like, <laughs> This big fancy Marvel movie to watch at home and enjoy, but yeah, we really enjoyed it too. That was really cool. It was good times. Let's see. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or twenty-four-seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, okay, I guess we'll be done with the elder. It was really, really cool. Uh, Lop and Ocho. Ooh, yeah, it's one of my favorites. This one's one of your favorites for sure. Mm-hmm. I really like this one too. And I love that like, like they all sort of hit on Star Wars themes. Mm-hmm. But this one especially, because this is like the found family, like the, mm-hmm. you know, trying to help each other and all that. And like it all starts and the little bunny person is like an escaped laborer with a little thing around their neck. And then they just find her at a market. They're like, you look hungry. I mean, okay, let's be honest here. The Empire is the worst. Yeah. Who has rabbits to do labor? <laughs> Who does that? How dare you? <sighs> How dare you, people? Um... I do like that they just run up around the market and they they run up on her in the market and they're like, you look hungry, come home with us! And then the dad's like, can you stop adopting people? You can't do that! <laughs> and then like they yell at each other for five seconds and then he's like, now I have to say yes! <laughs> yeah. Like, that's me when the kids want a dog. Yep. <laughs> uh, except I never said yes. <laughs> and we have two dogs. We have to. Yeah. <sighs> Um, I love the, uh, like little, like sweater Mon Cal shows up for like one little part mm-hmm. <laughs> in the city. I really like, this is the one where it's not a like village. It's like a Japanese city. Mm-hmm. It looks like a Japanese city. And I thought that was a really, really cool. Like the, all the background aesthetic 
this episode looked rad. I mean, as uh, like they're even the people like they're in kimonos, mm-hmm. you know, and like she's super super done up, even with like like makeup and stuff. So much so that when she like goes to the quote unquote dark side, she changes her makeup and cuts off her hair like a samurai. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that was cool. Okay. She didn't change her makeup. Literally, it was blood. So now she has dry blood. Oh, yeah. You know, that lasts forever. I'm like, how uncomfortable that is. It, like, scratches right off. Well, that's the the problem, too. Doesn't last. Doesn't last. It's not waterproof. The the grim thing is thinking how she's going to keep that look going. Mm. (laughs) Well, yeah, but, like, with the blood of your enemy. Okay, and come on. Seriously, like, they cut the hair with the katana, and it's just perfect. She just went out. To get her yeah, hair professionally done. I've cut my hair with a katana many times. And it, it always looks look like, like crap. <laughs> Buddy, the last time I went to get a haircut at like a barber shop, I came out looking like Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber. So like, I don't know this magic technique to use a sword to have perfect hair, but I would love to know how Seriously, to do it. Seriously, right? Okay. I didn't want to get on haircuts right now. Uh-oh. But there's this show on Disney+. Plus. I don't know if you've partaken it, but it's called... I think it's called Doogie Kamealoha. Oh, it's the re. We were scrolling through Disney Plus the other day, and we're like, they redid Doogie. Uh huh. So Liz was like, oh, we should check this out, and I was like, okay, I'm not watching not that, that, dude. Like, what? And then I was like, Jason Scott Lee's in this. Hell yeah, let's watch it. <laughs> okay, that is not true at all because I knew, like, I saw that. You know, sometimes I'm kind of like, I I took a little bit of a sabbatical. <laughs> I took like what three weeks off. And so I was just seeing what's on TV, right? And so I found this show on mm-hmm. Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. And I was like, eh, you know, okay. I'm not really familiar with Dewey Hauser. I think I might have watched it once um, growing up. So I'm not really familiar because, like, they, I, I live in Mexico. So they, every now and then, they bring something like that, but they'll take it away two weeks from that. So it's never, it never finished. And it's just never like, you know, usually we get things like, you don't get like five years or ten years after experience. you guys got it. Yeah, so it's like really okay. not. Anyway, so I saw that and I was like interested because it's like, oh, Hawaii, you know, and it's a kid. But I'm like, eh. I'm like, oh, I kind of want to watch this with Sal because we just had finished watching um, this uh, British show oh, yeah. that I love, The Ghost. It's called Ghosts Ghost. and it's on HBO Max mm-hmm. and it's like a British comedy that they live in like a haunted house and there's like eight ghosts in there and they're all from like different times and personalities and she can see them but he can't it's just like it's, a whole, it's funny it's, it's funny. like it's british funny. comedy funny though hmm. yeah. anyway so i was like looking for something else and i'm like oh sal is never gonna go for this so i just like i'll you know i file it in my in my head and i was like okay i'll just watch that when he's not around right and so then that's the, never so then the, the other day we're having lunch and so he saw that and he saw he immediately said oh they re they remade Doogie Hauser or something. I'm like, I don't know what that is. And so <laughs> he immediately saw that Jason Lee was in Jason it. Jason Scott Lee. Scott Lee. And so he wanted to watch it. I never suggested it. <laughs> that was all him. And he loves it. So own up to it, man. Okay. That's not what happened. But anyway. Okay. So Jason Scott Lee is in this and he has like kind of long hair. But like in some episodes, he's like, he's coming out surfing and he like, he looks all cool and his hair is all wet and like sometimes he looks all dope and then sometimes it looks like he has like a longish bowl cut. <laughs> that was where I was uh, going with this. <laughs> oh my God, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, I, nothing I against I think Jason we'll Scully. definitely check it out. 
Yeah, you it's should. Cute. It's, it's cute. very it's like really cute. Disney, but also it has Jason Scott Lee. And it has this other guy. What's his name? Oh, I don't know. One of the other doctors is like a comedian. Yeah. Mm. And he's really funny in it. It's really, really funny. Uh, yeah. Anyway, haircuts without <laughs> katanas. With katanas. <laughs> With katanas. Uh, so they give, like, when Ocho goes to join the Imperials, you know, like, they're fighting the whole time, and she's like, Dad, we have to join the Imperials. They will give us progress and all this stuff. And he's like, why? We never did it with the Republic. Why change now? We're, like, the coolest. Uh, and even, like, the henchmen, like, half of them are on her side and half of them are on his side. Um, and then the little adopted bunny person is in the middle. And I thought it was uh, super cute. And then, like, at one point she jumps out of, like, the speeder and she jumps, like, a really long way. And I was like, what is happening right here? And then she just lands. And I was like, okay, she's a rabbit. <laughs> fall five stories and be fine all right cool i uh i really liked this one it was one that like on the first watch through i was like okay that was really good mm-hmm. on the second watch through i liked it even more and i think a lot of it comes down to the sort of found family thing yeah. and uh you know uh, despite him being pretty gruff at the beginning i really like the dad character that's the one thing I'm having the hardest problem with is remembering all the different character names. That's going right, to take me right. a second with all these. Um, but I, I really enjoyed this one. And, like, it's it's one of the ones, if we get a second season and they wanted to give me, like, you know, Lop and Ocho Part 2, I'd be pretty, right. pretty yeah, stoked on that. Good. I mean, most of these stories, most of these episodes, they end a little open-ended to where like you want to see what happens next mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but this one like definitely ends that way yeah you know honestly i feel like you know tob1 uh mm-hmm. i feel like that was fairly self-contained like when yeah. that one ends i can just imagine oh he went around and brought life to other planets and did his jedi thing did his jedi best you know the elder I would like to see more of those characters, but once again, I feel like it's a fairly contained story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But past that, I feel like a lot of these could be continued. Yeah, definitely. I really like the, uh, like when they pass the saber to Lop, mm-hmm. and like the saber looks rad. It does. The little like their little family symbol, and like the room that they're like in, and they have this weird little like vision with all the like kanji characters it looks like i don't know if it's actually kanji because i can't read kanji but it looks it looked super rad and official and he's like this is our family crest because one time a jedi came here and gave us a sword now it's yours yeah and so that's the other thing it just kind of challenges you know what's been told what we know about star wars and who Mm -hmm. a jedi is i mean look at look at the um you know i was gonna say look at pinocchio look at uh (laughs) you know uh tob1 tob1 yeah right it's like it's pretty much like Ratatouille. Anyone can be a Jedi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, they're not canon, so they can sort of do whatever right, they want. Right, right. But, but I still like that. Like the I like idea. that they, that notion has been challenged because yeah. essentially, you know, it, it takes a person. Not just anybody can do it. Certainly not a right. robot. Oh, God, they don't even have rights. You know, so <laughs> let alone somewhere L three is mad. Yeah, let yeah. alone be you know a Jedi. And right. so then you have the same thing over here where it, it was it was almost like it was learned, right? It was mm-hmm. not like mm-hmm. they, uh, at no point he said, hey, you know, somebody had the force. Mm-hmm. Literally, it's a matter, something that was learned, passed through 
Yeah, he gave her the blade, and then right? event, but during the fight, she uses the force. Yeah, she does. It's like, all like, so it's what like, the what? Heck? You just happen yeah. to have a lightsaber and have the force? Man, you're a cool bunny person. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really like the. I I, lo- I love that they chose to let the studios do do your Star Wars, like, exactly. and not really worry about canon, mm-hmm. because like, imagine the, the artists not really being free to do what they wanted, mm-hmm. and like, I'm sure like they're. Like, they probably still could have told some really, really cool stories, obviously. Like, we've gotten a lot of great things in Star Wars canon. But really just, like, letting these people do whatever they want. Like, I think we got, like, a really cool, different interpretation of yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, because, you know, if you do something like, um, you know, make it all canon, then you I don't think you do get a story like T.O.B. 1. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know? And I don't think you get a story uh, about... I mean, you could get something similar to La Panacho, but, mm-hmm. you know, would you then run into the problem where, you know, well, she hasn't been trained in the Force, so, like, maybe mm-hmm. she could fight with a saber, but she wouldn't be using Force powers. Like, I think it's best to just... I mean, you're you're talking about studios that some of them have been around for quite a while. Like, mm-hmm. they know what they're doing. Let them tell a Star Wars story without constraints. I think yeah, it's a wonderful right. idea. That's good. Exactly. All right, let's see what else we got. Um, like, the last fight was so beautiful, and, like, all the cherry, bl- like, the yeah. cherry blossoms all, and then she, mm-hmm. like, flies off on top of the, uh, the, like, that little imperial mm-hmm. ship, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. There's a name for it that I'm forgetting. Inferno <laughs> Squad flies on around. Anyway, it's really cool. And the droid, the little droid that takes their family picture. And then gets, oh. like, beat up, man. <laughs> she beat up the oh. droid. She beat up the droid. She, like, you know. Yeah, with her bloody eyes. Mm. <laughs> Didn't uh, like that one bit. Mm. Not cool. Not cool. Uh, and the sword had all these, like, characters written on it. Mm-hmm. That was pretty mm. rad, too. I think it might be one of, if not my favorite, of the sort of katana-style lightsabers we got in this series. Like... I, yeah. I thought it looked so neat. Like, it looked cool lit, and it looked cool in the box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, that that one, you can not open and leave in the case for decoration, or you can open it and play with it, and it's just as cool. Yep. <laughs> for all those collectors out there. All right. The final episode is Akakiri, and it's by Science Saru. And this was about the uh, the Jedi who goes to see, like, a person who he seems princess. to maybe have an old romantic connection mm-hmm. to a princess and like to try to help her planet. And then he accidentally kills her and then he saves her. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> then he goes to the dark side. Boo. What um, a yeah. roller coaster, uh, man. Yeah. Downer to end the whole yeah. series on. I wasn't expecting it. Like, yeah. right. You know, because everything before had been your typical star Wars, hopeful Mm -hmm. staring out at space things are going to be all right ending you know what i mean right right. and then this one comes along man and kind of threw that for a loop and this one was like like the music in this one is really like cool and crazy and Mm -hmm. like percussive and like so much so different from the other music uh in most of the other episodes um like they were writing these weird chocobos that were like all beak yes that's uh, my, f- when I first saw the silhouette of those things, I was like, I'll be damned. They got chocobos in Star Wars. <laughs> Same here. That was cool. All the feels for the chocobos. Uh, the princess, I think, was Jamie Chung. 
Oh, cool. And like one of like the two little guides. Now I can't remember his name. So now I can't sound smart anymore. I was about to be like it he was <laughs> James Hong, I think. I think one of them was James Hong. But I could be wrong. So anyway, dude had on like not quite cowboy hat, like and is like robe all open and relaxed. So I was like, man, this guy looks like this is like the chillest Jedi ever. He's reason. a Jedi who enjoys comfort. Mm-hmm. Like his, he, you know, he looked all cool. His robes all open. Maybe he got mm-hmm. an undershirt under there. I did like when you uh, when they showed like the fighting scenes. There was a weird little like after image of the blade movings. Yes. Like when he was fighting, yeah. you could see like the blade kind of like shadow itself. I thought that was a neat effect that I enjoyed. Um, so the whole thing is like, he comes to help her and he keeps having these visions and in these visions, it's like some, you know, like he, they're like indecipherable, but it seems to be like one thing happening over and over and over. And as he's going through it, it becomes more and more clear. And what it ends up being is it's, it's, this is basically Anakin. This is, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. He's like, I heard you're going to die in childbirth. And then he like chokes her to death when she's pregnant. Except that this one actually accomplished the bringing back part. Yeah. Right. right. Hear that, Anakin sucker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he actually brought her back, but he like has to join the dark side to do it, much like Anakin. Yeah, uh, but at least, and yeah, right. But Anakin sort of like lost. He joined the dark side, and then the guy's like, "My bad, everybody's dead." And he's <laughs> yeah, like, and he's like "Oh, and you're crispy bacon too. Here, yeah. put on the suit." That sucks. <laughs> yeah. And this guy didn't have to kill children so far. Sucks to be me. <laughs> yeah, but who knows what the future What's holds with him yeah. and this Sith lady. I really like the design of that Sith lady. I forgot what the name was. Like, mm-hmm. Magora or something like that. I can't remember. It was like an M word. Masago, oh. right? Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah that was Masago. it. Totally, babe. You got it. <laughs> look at me. I mean, that sounds right. <laughs> okay, now I have to look it up. <laughs> Uh, and I thought it was like really cool, like the, uh, the wor- like the mountains and how they like go through the different, like Masako. a lot of the backgrounds and all like in most of these, the backgrounds, the areas, the like landscapes are all, all the settings are really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, they are. And yeah. this is another one that like, you know, I know things, these aren't canon, so it's not something we really have to concern ourselves with. But this is one to me that seems like. This is set quite a while ago, right? Mm-hmm. Like pre, if you had to put it somewhere in canon, this is, I don't know, man, pre, well before the Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say well before the High Republic era. Um, and so that's kind of, like anytime we get a story that seems like it may, may be set in the, the far-flung past of Star Wars, I'm pretty down with that. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I like the uh like the guards design, like their weird like six-eyed helmets. Mhm. Uh that reminded me of a little uh like Evangelion kind of throwback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the only Well, thing. yeah, and they're all holding spears too. Yeah, they're all holding spears. Um I really love like the guides um like the two the two guides that that go like the two funny guys. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I uh I was watching the I did watch the special features on this one. And they were talking about how that was like a throwback to the Hidden Fortress, which is like the inspiration behind R2 and C-3PO. So I thought that was like really cool. Um, And then they explained that like 
uh, I don't know if you saw the special features on this one, but they explained that Akakiri, it means like this like red haze or something that oh. like it's it like fogs your understanding. So oh, what it was supposed to be sense. is like he's getting like as he goes further into it, the red haze is stronger and stronger and he doesn't understand it until he does. And then he's like too lost in the red haze to go back. Ah, like, and that so was sort the of inspiration. Almost like the dark side clouding his judgment. Yeah, like very much, you know. Uh, I did like the, uh, yeah, it, it was definitely that, but it was also that, like, um, like he couldn't tell the truth of what's happening until that was, like, the only choice. Uh, that was a weird way they described it that I thought was, like, really, really cool. Um, and I really liked that uh, they were basically saying, like, they were like, this won't make sense to you. You know, if you know what this means, then you're going to be like, what, 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 what? And then when the when it happens, you'll be like, oh, <laughs> you know, and I still like don't quite understand it. But I can understand the idea of being like, ah, <laughs> uh, so I'm like, I, I like I like that idea of having that sort of, um, you know, because most of the titles are very self-explanatory. The duel, yeah. the twins, the elder, like, so this was the one that, uh. In addition to having a different ending, also had like a a really cool like the the writers were very much like, man, this is gonna be really cool once you guys get it. Yeah, yeah, like the tone of this one is very unique, right? Yeah. Um, still plays with a lot of what we love about Star Wars in a lot of ways, but it, mm-hmm. it's definitely got a different tone from the rest of the eight shorts. For sure. Um. Yeah, this was one I really, really enjoyed, and I, I, I hear that people are either like really loving this one, or really hating it. And I feel like it definitely, like it feels so close to Anakin, that I'm like, how can you, I don't know if that's what people are saying, but this, it does feel Star Wars to me, because we've already had a story very much like this. Yeah, I mean, it feels very Star Wars to me, and I enjoy the story in the short, but I'll be honest, the animation style wasn't my favorite. That's my one complaint Uh about this one. Um, Otherwise, like, I don't have complaints about it. Like, I thought the story was was striking, and then I did not see the ending coming. So, you know, there's a lot of like about it, but the animation was... The style for this one specifically was probably my least favorite. Yeah, it had a little bit of that, like, I don't know, like, elastic kind of animation. Like, their faces yeah. were kind of moving when they were doing things. I think the only other one that maybe kind of did that was maybe the TOB1 when he was fighting a little bit. Well, you know? it would make sense, right? Same studio. Oh, there you go. Look at me, sounding all... <laughs> no, I didn't sound smart. I'm not fooling anybody. All right, those are the nine episodes. Uh, I don't know, man. I think Village Bride still might be my favorite. I'm I'm torn. Like, I like The Village Bride, The Ninth Jedi, and The Elder so much that I can't choose a favorite between them. But every day, I feel like I inch a little closer to The Ninth Jedi. I really, really like The Ninth Jedi. That was a really good... That one's, like, one of my top ones, too. I love the, like, mood ring lightsabers. Yeah. Like, that was such a really cool pull. And then I love the, like... Not like really the switcheroo, but kind of the switcheroo of like, oh, that guy looks like a Sith. <gasps> He's a good guy. Like all of that oh, kind of stuff. Like that was dope. 
like the whole episode was kind of misdirection and switcheroos, I yeah. thought. Mm-hmm. Like, because you assume all these people that have assembled are the good guys, and then you see that guy, the Margrave, and you're like, ah, I know what a Sith looks like. Mm-hmm. You're not fooling me. Get those red eyes. Get him out of here. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I really like I that one. If they announce tomorrow that uh, they were going to do a ninth Jedi series on Disney+, Plus. You would hear me screaming from Alabama, buddy. You'd be like, what is that noise? I would just hear it and I'd be like, hey, babe, check StarWars.com. What yeah, I think they might have greenlit the Ninth Jedi. They series. might have got that. Is it Ninth Jedi and Boba Fett? <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Somebody's going back yeah. to the hospital. All I can hear is she. <laughs> no, I agree. I, I really like that. Um, I like the, you know, just how they the crystal takes onto the person mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. a specific pre you know you don't no longer have to bleed those crystals right 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 um and so i do like that the only thing that kind of like threw me off and i'm not even sure how i feel about this i kind of really like it it's the whole thing about like okay so you red lightsaber and then purple lightsaber because you're good it's just like the people that you were hanging out with like rub right, off on you, right. right? And so it's like, you know, I mean, we all, it's its pretty human, right? It's not so much Jedi um, in, in Sith. It's not like mm-hmm. these uh, complete opposites. There's like things in the middle. And mm-hmm. that at that right, specific right. time or that specific moment, you know, somebody's lightsaber can switch colors. Right. I mean, that's just kind of crazy to me, but it yeah. I totally makes sense, though, because there's times that I could totally kill you, and there's times that I just love you. <laughs> so I was like, I totally get mm-hmm. that. <laughs> so I need to get you a lightsaber so I know what's coming. <laughs> yes. Interesting. Oh, it's purple. Watch it, guys. Watch it. Watch it. Watch, Watch it. it. Watch it. <laughs> uh, the Village Bride, I think, like, not only the story and the animation and everything, I think, like... All of that combined is why, like the music, the, it has a very like choral sound. And usually Star Wars reserves like chorus for like, yo, this is like really important or really emotional oh. or really climactic or something. And that one had this very like haunting mood throughout that I the really, really dug. Music in The Village Bride is so good, man. Yeah. I think it easily has my favorite music in any of these. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought a lot of it was excellent. Um, I think that has the best music and then followed up number two by Akakiri. Um, But if you like the music in this game and you like video games, I can recommend a game called Near Automata. It's made by Square. Mm -hmm. And the same lady that did the vocalizations in that episode does vocals on the Near soundtrack and it sounds pretty similar and it's very good that's cool that's really mm-hmm. cool um i don't know my favorite lightsaber uh, you know what i found uh every single one of these episodes has a lightsaber or a jedi character in it and i did not uh-huh. expect all of them to go like it's really interesting that in a theory they were they gave nine stu- or seven studios hey man go hog wild uh, and all of them came back with like, this is a story about a Jedi or a Jedi person or a person with a lightsaber or a person that wants to be a Jedi or a former Jedi who now has a band. <laughs> you know, honestly, I, 
it makes sense though, right? The Jedi being so in, inspired by samurai films. Right, right. It's like this just big circle where yeah. it comes back around. Now, if they were to ever do a second season of Visions, I would be real stoked if we saw like, you know, some star fighter pilots in an anime story or mm -hmm. you know, like vary it up a little. I I don't think it's a mistake. To right. lean heavily into the Jedi and lightsaber oh, stuff in your first season at all, because it was awesome. Yeah. And on top of that, I think, like, the, you know, like, one of the things that makes Star Wars unique among sci-fi is, like, the fantasy element of it, which is, like, the Jedi. You know, they encompass the magical, they, you know, they sort of represent all that. Like, a lot of sci-fi has spaceships and, mm -hmm. you know, empires and, like, robots and whatever you know but it's really that jedi-ness the mysticism um that's for the most part set star wars apart from most sci-fi stuff at least you know i think so I yeah then again i only read star wars books so i don't know what I'm yeah. about. <laughs> hey <laughs> uh but yeah i mean you're right like tying it all back to the samurai and the like you know the warrior monk code slash Bushido and like all that kind of stuff like really ties together and it makes sense why they would um, like pick a lot of that stuff to go mm -hmm. forward with. Uh, by the way, Tatooine Rhapsody, yo, when y'all going to have that up on Spotify so I can add it to my uh, list? For real. Put uh, Star Waver up on Spotify Star for Waver. me if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how, how did you feel about Teeny Tiny Boba Fett? You could hold him in your hand. Oh, man. <laughs> Look. You know I loved that. I loved it. Loved every second of it. Yeah. I was uh, I was enthralled. I was like, okay, he's going to be like Boba, but he's all little, you know. But then it's like, it's Tamora being like, don't try it, kid. Or like mm -hmm. whatever, you know, like I was like, oh, it's like, it's little Boba, but he's rad. And every shot of Bib Fortuna in the background, I loved. Yeah, like, man. Bib Fortuna looks so funny in a little like chibi guy <laughs> style. Oh, I, yeah. like, you know, I... I feel like now that it's had almost a week of mm -hmm. being released, you know, I, I feel like there are the ones that you hear people really excited about and talking about a lot. And uh, I don't know. I feel like I've seen people uh, not as stoked on Tatooine Rhapsody as I ended up being. I thought it was a lot of fun, you know? Like, I don't, I think, like, the, the actual songs they play, probably my least favorite music in that episode because, like, yeah. all of the... Like score, although the like rock that they use as scoring is mm -hmm. really dope. I would have just made them a metal band, <laughs> but that's just me. Oh yeah, what do yeah, I that's know? me too, buddy. Yeah. What do I know? Play forty six and two, oh, then Jabba will do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, he won't have any. Uh, he won't have any choice once he hears those polyrhythms. Hit him with lateralis. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I really dug the like the, and it's another. Star Wars trope. It's like a found family story about like this mm -hmm. little guy, man. He just he falls into a band practice, man, and they take him in and they help him out for like ever. And then his yeah, boy I gets arrested it. and he's like, ah, don't worry about me, man. I'm in trouble. And they're like, nah, we got to help our boy with flame throwing bases. Yeah. How can you not love this? Yeah. yeah, I, I, you know, like I said, I like them all. I love most of them. Yeah. Couldn't be happier. Like, I hope we get more of this in the future. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I think, yeah, man. I'm diving into that Ronin book 
mm-hmm. and I am enjoying it because that is a world that definitely can be expanded upon. And oh yeah, doing a really good job in this book so far. Yeah, um, upon uh, immediately upon seeing that uh, the duel that kicks mm-hmm. off the whole thing, I was like, okay, this makes a ton of sense. Why this is getting the the book follow up or whatever, and I saw people tweeting today i guess they released the first five chapters as a preview and they gave that uh sith lady a name which i really thought was cool yep yeah it there's a lot happening in that book um and i i saw a uh what was it i saw one of the editors at del rey i think uh king uh, not king tom there's another tom Uh who's an editor at del rey and he was sort of doing a little thing like every he's like a really cool follow on Twitter because he's very like informational about how they do things sometimes. Mm-hmm. And he was doing a thing about like, hey, you know, you might have wondered, like, out of all those things, like how we sort of picked this and how we did this. And he's like, you know, first, like they sort of gave us the green light to, to do something. So we sort of looked at them all and we're like, OK, like which one, you know, seems like the world could be expanded. OK, like all of them. OK, like which one you know, has, like, more story that could be told. Okay, like, all of them. Okay, like, which one, um, basically what made them go to the duel was that, like, in all of the other shorts, like, there's a very pivotal character moment for all of the main characters. Except the duel. Oh, okay. They were, like, this, like, every character has, like, a huge, like, game-changing moment or, like, a very... You know, something, like, really important. And they were like, except for this dude. Like, this is, for him, this is Tuesday. Like, this dude is just rocking around, doing it like he does. He, this is what he does. Yeah. We don't know why. And then the other thing was, like, we rarely get to do Sith books. And when we do, it's like, we only have, you know, five canon Sith. So it's like all, you know, like, we have a very, we have a much smaller pool to pull from. So having that idea of a Sith that hunts other Sith and also like why, how, what is going on here. Like that was an idea that they really wanted to pursue. And that's why they chose that book. I can't wait. It's going to be red. Yeah. I can't wait to get into that one. Good times. Good times. All right, man. I think, uh, I think that almost wraps up our uh, visions talk, man. You guys got any closing thoughts, anything else to say other than I love the village bride. Uh, That's about it. Yeah. Love it. Love yeah. it all. Uh, leave him alone. Oh, Axel wants to say something. What? What you got to talk about, son? Hagrid. Did you say Hagrid? Yeah. All right. Is that the end of your statement? Coach Lopez reminds me of Hagrid. Interesting. He's very nice. Is your coach like eight feet tall? No, but he's very tall. Not quite eight feet, though. And he's very good at wrestling. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Axel's uh, involved in wrestling now. Yo, Axel's voice is deep now. Yeah, Axel. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's what Axel sounds like now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yes, that is Axel. Axel just come in here, 15 years old, being like, "Hey guys, uh, can I talk hey. to the podcast real quick?" Yo. Let me tell you something real quick. My coach, <laughs> he looks a lot like Hagrid. <laughs> good times. Good times. Good times. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> the dog scared himself with the bucket. That was funny. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> He's like messing with the bucket and the little handle fell and he tripped out. Because you're a little punk. You act hardcore, but you're just a little punk. 
<laughs> All right, suckers. All right, that is it. Visions was awesome. You guys said that you were going to start doing like episode, like go a little bit deeper into it. So I can't wait to hear more of that. And if I was going to hear more of that, where would I find you guys on the internets? Uh, at Blue Harvest Pod on Twitter and every Friday on Blue Harvest uh, on any podcast listening service of choice. I don't know. Sweet. <sighs> uh, I already told you where you guys can find us. All right. Just a curiosity. Is there um, a story behind the name of your podcast? Yes, actually. Um, it is just something I've been obsessed with, uh, ever since I was a kid and I found out that the, um, the secret title for Return of the Jedi when they were making it was Blue Harvest. Ah. And I just, I like, that's just something that fascinated me as a kid. And I was like, uh, when the time came to make the podcast, I said to my buddy, Will, I was like, uh, what should we name the podcast? And he goes, oh, I don't know. Two guys with beards talking about Star Wars. <laughs> and I was like, what about Blue Harvest? And it just kind of stuck. Nice. No, you were like, that name's taken. Yeah, <laughs> that name's taken. The tagline for Blue Harvest was horror beyond imagination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love, I, I always watch the documentary where they talk about, it's not the beginning, which one is the, uh, oh, Empire of Dreams. Where yes. they talk about it and they talk about going through it. And they were like, you know, they were talking about how when they did Empire Strikes Back, they kept, they, they went like way over budget, over sketch, like all the things like went wrong. And they spent a lot of money because people would be like, oh, it's Star Wars, $100,000 an hour <laughs> or whatever, you know, like, so they were like, we had to act like a different movie production. So they came up with a fake name. And then they were like, we have to think of a name that is like, it, 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 it instills no curiosity yeah. And it immediately <laughs> lets you just be like, eh, whatever. <laughs> like, and they came up with Blue Harvest, horror beyond imagination. <laughs> and I don't know why that's hilarious to me, but I love that I they workshop something so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, like, the, uh, you know, Hawes's, like, Pies de la Resistance, as if he could ever get, like, one of those crew jackets, because it'll say Blue Harvest on it. Uh- uh, I, 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 buddy, that I'm gonna have to win the lottery. They go up for auction every now and then, and they are expensive. Yeah, hundred thousand dollars for a hat. <laughs> yeah. No. So so far, I've seen a hat, a windbreaker, which is fresh. Yeah. And that's a 80s crew fresh. patch. <laughs> and the crew patch, the smallest item of them all, goes for more than I could afford. So I, yeah. you know, the jacket or the hat. Whew, when we hit those, uh, when we hit those podcasting millions, sir. Yeah, yeah, or or that. You, you'll see me at celebration with a vintage Blue Harvest hat on and be like, "I'll be damned, he won the lottery." I guess. That's how you know the podcasts have made it when we like all rock up to like a, uh, you know, to celebration in like all '80s windbreakers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and like baseball hats. <laughs> so you got all have the full crew merch. Like, man, they got four of them. All right, all right. I am going to call that a podcast. That was an excellent time. Thank you, Haas, for gracing us with your presence. Thank you very much. Thanks for Thank having me, guys. Uh, it was a blast. Yeah. Uh, we are actually going to talk very soon about War of the Bounty Hunters. Yes. Which involves your favorite bounty hunter. And it does indeed. A lot of other cool surprises. And like it ain't even, like it's finishing up this month. I'm kind of like, 
I just don't know if we can get through all in one episode because it ended up being like 30 issues. Yeah, <laughs> it's I'm a like, lot. Man. All right. But yes, we will get into that very, very soon. All right. Thank you for listening. Please go and give this a five-star rating, review, share with your homies. Check out Blue Harvest Pod because they know what's up about anime. And they will give you all sorts of like really cool little recommendations on episodes you liked and then other things you might like. They are like the Netflix things that like when I watch something, it's like, you're done watching this. How about this? <laughs> you know? And I'll be like, how about that? So, yeah. All right, man. We are out. Ah! <laughs>